0: The disciples were still on the shadow side of the cross. The good news of Easter had yet to take hold of their lives. The good news that we celebrate today and every day had yet to send them out in all directions to all the world. Luke tells us the loyal Abandoning and bewildered disciples of Jesus were gathered after two of them had encountered their resurrected rabbi on the road to Emmaus. Emmaus was a suburb of Jerusalem, seven miles away. Jesus appeared as these disciples walked, revealing his identity during a meal, in the blessing and in the breaking of bread, before vanishing from the sight of these two disciples. Our reading picks up where the Emmaus story ends, with the disciples startled and terrified when Jesus, in the glory of his resurrection, appeared to them. This is the second encounter recorded by Luke that the disciples had with the resurrected Messiah. Today, we are three weeks removed from Easter, but for these disciples, they were hours removed from the news of the empty tomb that they, well, They didn't believe. They were still making sense of what had transpired over the past week. Luke's account of Easter began with the disciples being perplexed, not believing what Mary told them, and it ended with amazement. And in this second encounter, we have the disciples questioning themselves and then filled with fear. The disciples, not a single one of them, expected the resurrection of their crucified teacher, Even when Jesus was standing before them, they didn't believe what they saw. What they saw was contrary to the way the world as they knew it was ordered. Jesus stood before them and they didn't believe. We read that Thomas doubted. Mary returned from the tomb with news that Jesus was gone and the disciples, they didn't believe her. The resurrected Messiah stood before Mary and she mistook him to be the gardener. This was the disciples' moment of vindication, a moment for them to shout that they knew it all along as God and Christ shouted, no, to the forces of sin and death. This was the disciples' opportunity to thumb their noses at the empire. And instead, they were overcome by fear because they didn't believe the physical resurrection of the body of Jesus was possible. The resurrection of the body Full life returning from the dead was, is counter to everything about the way things work. Yet in the midst of the trembling and fear of the disciples, in the midst of this counter narrative, Jesus did not offer admonishment or condemnation. He didn't look to Peter and say, I told you so. He didn't chastise the disciples for not believing what he had told them would happen 15 chapters earlier. He showed them, the disciples, his hands and his feet. Jesus invited his friends to touch and see, similar to what the Gospel of John writes about doubting Thomas' interaction with Jesus. But Luke tells us that having seen his hands and feet, even having him standing before them, even being filled with joy, the disciples were still in disbelief. They were wondering what was happening. What else would it take? In response to the bewilderment of the disciples, Jesus requested some broiled fish. And with each bite, each chew and ultimately a swallow, Jesus confirmed for the disciples and Luke confirms for us the good news of Easter. That the resurrection of Jesus Christ was not limited to his spirit. What happened on Good Friday to Jesus was very much a physical encounter. He was beaten, tortured, and left to die, nailed on a cross. This is what the disciples remembered. And now, three days later, Jesus revealed. No, he confirmed that the resurrection too was very much a physical encounter. The resurrection of the body, God's great Easter victory was just that, a full restoration of the body, of the life that had left him three days earlier. Revealed in this holy meal of fish is the promise of the physical nature of the resurrection promised to us, along with the assurance of the good news of Jesus' promise to be physically present with us always, present with us today even as we are physically apart from one another. We are physical beings. To be somebody, as Will Williman says, is to have a body, and Jesus is no different. This has been part of the church's Easter proclamation since the beginning of the church. Jesus is fully resurrected and fully restored humanity, his body, alongside his divinity. Our shared human experience inside and outside of the church points to this. Our bodies make us somebody. And because we are a somebody, we gather in the physical presence of other bodies, of one another, and we share our lives together. But over the past year, to be in the physical presence of somebody else outside of your bubble has required that we wear protective gear and great care to be taken. Because of this, many have struggled. To be in the physical presence of one another has been difficult and dangerous. And without this basic act fulfilled in our lives, like the disciples, many have felt as though they are wondering what's going on because they have not been able to wander. One of the things that I loved to do before the pandemic was to go to brunch in Boston with my family. Being the church nerd that I am, I always noticed the same liturgical act being played out week after week over the sound of clanging plates and glasses. In the breaking and in the sharing of bread, at table after table, the fullness of the kingdom of God was being revealed in a manner similar to what the disciples themselves experienced, even by those who might have had little or no desire for their acts to hold such theological significance. In the church, this happens every time we gather around Christ's table of grace, breaking bread and sharing a cup. Like the disciples sharing broiled fifth with Jesus on the third day, today we expect and we believe by faith that the physical presence of Jesus is with us. For where two or three are gathered, Jesus said, I am among them. Physical presence is a hallmark of Jesus' ministry. He did not take up residency in some tower and then send the Holy Spirit to do his work. Jesus is a hands-on Messiah, hands-on then and hands-on now. This is perhaps why the disciples were still wondering when Jesus stood before them, before he asked them for a piece of fish. The contrary nature of the resurrection did not make sense to them until it was physical. The disciples for three years had witnessed the physical signs and miracles confirming precisely who Jesus was. What they saw was contrary to the way they knew the world to work. Water turned into wine at a wedding in Cana. The healing of a royal official's son and the healing of a man who laid ill for 38 years. The 5,000-plus people who were fed after the, the disciples themselves said it could not be done. Jesus walking from the shore to meet them, the disciples, in a boat on water. The disciples had witnessed firsthand the work Jesus had been engaged in. And the Gospels tell us early on that they believed. They believed after having received physical confirmation. The disciples believed enough to give up their lives and follow Jesus, an itinerant rabbi for three years. And at every turn along the way, physical signs were performed to confirm just who Jesus was to the disciples and to the world. Every day for three years, the disciples were alongside Jesus, witnessing his ministry and hearing his teachings all of which pointed to and revealed his glory, the glory confirmed on Easter. So now, on the day of resurrection, the disciples needed another physical reminder of who Jesus is. Just as the Emmaus-encountered journey ended with the sharing of a meal, here we have Jesus revealing the fullness of the resurrection with a meal with fish, with his real physical presence. In eating a piece of broiled fish and in the breaking and sharing of bread, Jesus offered the disciples then and us today exactly what they and exactly what we need. And it's nothing new. And it is the greatest of news the physical presence of our Lord has been the norm since the beginning of His ministry. As the disciples were 2,000 years ago, we are today witness to the physical signs of Christ's presence, recipients of faith by grace, not so that we can hold on to it for ourselves. No. No. Instead, we proclaim a new reality, the new reality, the good news in the light of the empty tomb, that the resurrected life begins and is sustained not by anything that we have done or will do. We are sustained through this very community, through being the body present to somebody, through word and sacrament, and in the physical presence of Jesus Christ. Christ is with us now, tomorrow and always. Amen.